Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. You are beloved. Yes, you are. Not because of you, not because you feel that way, because you are that way. That's how God sees you. Um, we've uh, talked before about a, a little, um, well, it's, it's something I used to sing to the inmates when I was a jail chaplain in my Protestant years, um, that he loves you just the way you are today, but much too much to let you stay that way. And when he's changed your life from what it was before, he still won't love you one bit more because he loves you all there is to love you today. And you know, can you imagine? um, The end of that, by the way, is all you need to do to get loved is get in God's way. Could you imagine if we loved one another that way? If a wife loved her husband that way, just as he is, uh, if she loves him um, uh, just the way he is, uh, but much too much to let him stay that way. So she doesn't change him, but she changes herself. So God, through her, will change him. And when he's when his life has changed from the way it was before, she won't love him anymore because she loves him all there is to love him today, not based on what what he does, what he fails to do, how good a husband he is, how good a father he is, how a good a knight in shining armor he is, and the same thing with a husband for his wife. I tell you what, it is love that came into this world, it is love that died on the cross, it is love that rose from the dead, it is love that has given us life um, and continues to give us life, and that's why we keep striving, because he loves us. We know it. We love because he first loved us. He doesn't love us because we love him. I can tell you every day I fail. I will tell you that. I will announce it through the Station of the Cross, through LifeSite News to the world. I fail in love every single day. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. This is not a statement of humility. It's true. And, well, actually, humility is, is being sane, seeing things as they are. And, and that is true. So... Um, we fail every single day. And um, uh, not too long ago, I went to confession for, um, for just that. How I fail in love and in charity over and over and over and over and over again. And the priest said to me, and on, on some of the things that I've really been striving for, and I continue to fail, and there's no excuse. I tell him that. There's no excuse and he said to me, a beautiful thing, he said, well, he said, this way, you see, um, you know your faults, you know your weaknesses, and you can have compassion with others because you haven't been able to overcome things, uh, you still fail in charity, and so you can have compassion with others who do because they're striving as well. It's a wonderful thing. You see, beloved, when we fail, we get discouraged with ourselves. But what we need to do is trust God that 
uh, he loves us in our failure, and we keep striving. We ke- the only real failure is not getting up again. It's the only real failure is to stop trying. That's doesn't matter if we fail a million times. As long as we keep trying, that's fine. We keep striving by the power and the grace of God. But then, knowing that we're not perfect, knowing that we I just don't keep pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. We just, why don't we? I don't. We can, but we don't. And and we have to accept that. And then we can have compassion on others. You see, and love them as they are, because we desperately need to be loved just as we are, with all our failings. Not once we get perfect, but with all our failings. God loves us just as we are. He doesn't want us to stay that way. He wants us to become saints. And he helps us. And we need to have the compassion on others that God has for us. So, um, I don't know why I said all that this morning. Maybe some of us needed it. Maybe I needed it. I don't know. But um, he loves you. And we are going through the Catechism of the Catholic Church um, so that we can know and love and live our faith we cannot live a faith that we don't know. And, um, oh, dear priests, dear fathers, so often I go to Mass, and you're beautiful, and you're holy, and you're well-intentioned, and you're sacrificial, but you don't teach the faith. All we hear is application and illustrations and stories, and and we should do this, and we should do that, and... It, but you see, there's no substance. If we know the faith, then we're motivated to live such a glorious faith. Then we know why, and we want to live up to it. And we're grateful. But you can't just, you know, you, you tell babies, don't do that. Don't cross the street without mommy and daddy. And don't do this, don't do that. You know, you don't, you don't give them principles. You have to save their life by giving them very firm instruction. But as they grow, uh, you need to begin to explain to them life and why. And then it becomes intrinsic. And then they live what you've wanted them to live all the, all the while because they know. Uh, how many children say, but why mommy, why daddy? Well, when they're three, you say, because I said so. But when they're, when they're seven... You begin to explain that to them, or earlier, you begin to explain why. You want them to grow up, you want them to mature, you want them to understand. And that's what the scriptures say to us. We need to grow in the knowledge and grace of our Lord. We need to know our faith. How can we reach out to a world if we don't know? We must, we don't have to be scholars, we don't have to be apologists. But St. Peter said, sanctify, that is, set apart Um, God as Lord in your hearts uh, so that you can give a defense, not be defensive. That's defense is um, uh, apologia. It's to give an apology, not to say I'm sorry, but it means a reasoned explanation for why you believe what you believe. And on my way to the church, I came across many Catholics who could tell me what they believe, but very few could tell me why they believe it. Well, why? Oh, I don't know. That's what the church teaches. You can't do that. We have to grow up. We can't remain children. We can't remain children. We have to be able to give a reason for the hope that's within us. And certainly, if you're parents, you need to be able to do that. So, 
um, we are reading through the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and it is a magnificent catechism, and I'm not going to keep reviewing what we've already done, except to say that we are in the section, we're the very, very first section, which is on faith, and we're in the second subsection of that section, and it's on divine revelation, and there's five points, and we've covered four of them. I'll just name four of them. You can always go back uh, to the podcast of the Station of the Cross, um, and uh, Life Site News, and YouTube, and uh, Mother Miriam Live on Facebook, Life Site News Facebook, Station of the Cross Facebook, all over the place, and you can listen to past programs. But just to bring us up to date, on Section 2, Divine Revelation, Point one, God has in his mercy in the course of ages often revealed himself to men. Point two, and of course, the, the, the reason I keep explaining or keep saying or repeating that the, I, this catechism is so magnificent. Um, I got a hold of it because it was recommended by Father Chad Ripiger. Some of you know who he is, a magnificent priest of God. Um, and um, he uh, recommended it. We got it right away. And it is, it, 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 uh, fathers, if you sit down with your family at night, mothers, um, couples, individuals, and read it, you don't need to be taught. You don't need a scholar to explain. It explains the faith. It gives it to you. And then it gives a wonderful explanation of each point. So right now we're summing up the points. Point two, God's revelation to man is generally made in the following way. He speaks to individuals and orders them to communicate to their fellow men the revelation made to them. Point three, those who were specially entrusted with the communication to men of the divine revelation were the following, the patriarchs, the prophets, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and his apostles. Number four, even since the death of our Lord and his apostles, God has often revealed himself to men. Yet these subsequent revelations are no continuation of the earlier revelation in which our faith rests. Now, we're going to go to point five, which is the final point of this section on divine revelation. But I want to repeat that we have received from our Lord, we, the Catholic Church, the Church our Lord established on earth. Again, I think I explained this or said it last week or a couple of days ago, I don't remember. God did not say, I'm going to establish Christianity. He said, I will build my church. And it's the Catholic Church. Catholic means universal. And that can't be substituted for um just plain Christianity. It is his church, his ecclesia, um, the, the Greek translation of the Hebrew kahal. It is the people of God who is, he has brought together. Um, it is the fulfillment of the call in the Old Testament, the called out ones, his church with a hierarchy, with laws, with liturgy, with all of that. And he has given the faith once delivered to the saints, Jude, verse 3, um, and there is no further revelation subsequent to the last apostle. That's it. With the last apostle, revelation ceased. No, nothing new under the sun. No new revelation. However, um, one of the best 
explanations that, uh, let me just say, to me personally, I've ever had is um, the book written by now um, uh, Blessed John Cardinal Henry Newman um, on his journey to the Catholic Church from Anglicanism. Um, he wrote the essay on the development of Christian doctrine. And he wasn't Catholic when he wrote it, but he was Catholic when he finished the book. Um, absolutely tremendous. And he's shown, I've, I've mentioned this before, how the, the acorn, acorn of the first century church, the faith once delivered to the saints, all complete in the acorn, but an acorn um, grows into a full tree. And everything that's in the acorn is in the branches of the tree. And he said you can trace the growth of the acorn from that little nut, from that little acorn, from that incredible seed into the branches and leaves of the tree. And he said you can trace it back from the branches into the acorn and thereby determine a true growth and a false growth. And that's true of the church. It grew from that acorn into the tree that spreads all over the world, and you can determine a false growth from a true growth. Um, and so any there's nothing new, but there's a development of doctrine, a development of understanding. Um, uh, a baby, when it's first born, uh, has all its parts, has everything, but it develops and it grows through the years into adulthood. And so... Uh, so the understanding of the faith, once given to the saints, develops. The development of doctrine, does it does not change the truth. Truth is truth. It doesn't change. Um, so we come to understand the word uh, Trinity is not in Scripture. Those who say sola scriptura, Scripture alone, you won't find the words Scripture alone in Scripture. You won't find Trinity in Scripture. You won't find Incarnation in Scripture. We believe all that, but it's not in Scripture. But it is in Scripture. The truths are in Scripture. You could see them, you can show them, you can prove them, uh, or try to prove them, but they're not in Scripture. So if you say Scripture alone, you're, you're going to come up short, because it was the Church that Christ established who helped to develop that understanding of the faith. And so we understood through the councils that were made um, by popes and, and bishops of the Catholic Church what the canon of Scripture became in the 3rd and 4th or 4th, 5th centuries um, and, the, and the nature of God, that he is one God in three persons, the triune, trinity, tri-unity, three in one. But you don't find that word in Scripture, but you do find Three persons in Scripture who are God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But you say, well, there's only one God. That's right. Is there three or one? Yes. <laughs> there are three in one, not three persons in three gods, but three persons in one Godhead. And so we understand the, natures of, the nature of Christ and so many things through the development of doctrine but revelation does not give us any new doctrine, and it cannot change a doctrine that the church has affirmed. If it's an infallible doctrine, it must, it cannot change. You could say it must not change. You know, for, for women to be priests, for example, it'll never happen. If pr- women are quote-unquote ordained, well, 
you know, you can, I can put my hand um, on this microphone and say, I, I ordain you a dog or a horse or, or whatever it is. I'm speaking crazy, crazily. It's not going to be that. You can't change the nature of something. And so you cannot, a woman cannot be a priest, no matter what anybody does. She can celebrate, try to celebrate mass. She could wear vestments. She could be ordained, you know, in, so to speak. She's not a priest. She's a woman. She's not a priest. She's a woman. And a woman can't, cannot be a priest. You need form and matter for that to take place, for any sacrament to take place. And the form of the words of the consecration, ordination, and the matter is a man after the order of Melchizedek, uh, an altar Christi, another Christ. A woman is not another Christ. So that's another subject. But um, what am I saying? This is the truth once delivered to the saints. And so that's why we're on the subject of revelation. It cannot change. But, it, but the understanding of what's been given us develops as we develop we can understand more and we'll never ever 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 please god stop learning we'll never stop learning and one day we'll see him face to face and realize how little we know like saint thomas aquinas the greatest doctor of the church and yet on his deathbed he had a vision and he said everything i've written is straw it's nothing see so okay Point five, revelation was necessary because in consequence of original sin, man without revelation has never had a correct knowledge of God and of his will. And also because it was necessary that man should be prepared for the coming of the Redeemer. Now, there's just a paragraph of explanation under that, which we haven't yet read and I'll read now. The three wise men would never have found Christ if he had not revealed himself to them by means of a star. And so mankind would have lived far off from God and would never have attained to a true knowledge of him if he had not revealed himself to them. As the eye needs light to see things of sense, so human reason which is the eye of the soul, needs revelation to perceive things divine. That's a quote from St. Augustine. Original sin and the indulgence of the senses had so dimmed human reason that it could no longer recognize God in his works. And, and much of this, uh, this oh, that's Wisdom Chapter 9. So much of this, it's scripture or it's quotes from saints. This is a wonderful catechism. This is proved by the history of paganism. The heathen worshipped countless deities, idols, beasts, and wicked men, and his worship was often immoral and horrible, as in the human sacrifices offered by him. The gods were often the patrons of, of vice. The greatest men among the heathens approved practices forbidden by the natural law. Thus Cicero approved of suicide. Plato of the exposing to death those children who were weak or deformed. You see, 
sin is not new. It's coming around again. We're killing deformed children. We're, we're, we're killing uh, people who are elderly and all of that. Assisted suicide. It, history repeats itself. These are, this is absolute evil. Their theories, when good, were at variance with practice. Socrates denounced polytheism, more than one god, but before his death told his disciples to sacrifice a cock to Esculapius. Esculapius. <laughs> I don't know him. Many of the best of the heathens recognized and lamented their ignorance of God. Besides, without a previous revelation, the Savior would have been neither known nor honored as he might. Let me just read this. this, I just proved that the eye needs light. Okay, besides, without a previous revelation, the Savior would have been neither known nor honored as he might as he ought to have been known and honored. It was fitting that he should be announced beforehand, like a king coming to take possession of his kingdom. It's one of the reasons I love the season of Advent. I love the season of Advent. All we read is the Old Testament of the coming of Christ. That's all we read is the coming of Christ, his foreshadowing, so that he'd be known when he comes. I'm continuing now. We ought indeed to be grateful to God that he has given us the light of revelation, just as a blind man is grateful to the physician who has restored his sight. Yet how many there are who willfully shut their eyes to the light of revelation even now. Oh, beloved... You know, faith is a gift. Don't ever, ever, ever forget it. First of all, remember it, and, and, but don't forget it. We get so frustrated with people. You know, but they were raised Catholic, and they were baptized, and they don't know the faith. They don't practice the faith. Well, maybe they were raised Catholic. I don't know what that means. Uh, I don't know what their upbringing was. Maybe they were forced to go to church on Sunday. Maybe the faith was never lived at home. Um, maybe the children never saw the example of their parents. And we know that we don't, we're not transformed by words, but by example. So if parents don't live the faith at home and they just cart the family off to church on Sunday, um, how are the children going to be formed in the faith? But if you believe, it is a grace from God. Don't be impatient with your husband, with your wife, with your children, with your parents. Don't be impatient. Be grateful that you believe. And God has showered his grace on you that you can see, that you who were once blind can now see. And you become a missionary to your family, not of preaching at them in a way they can't handle it, but by living the life so that you draw them by love and the truth and the example of your life to God. Okay, beloved, I know we have many questions. Hold on. Um, That I need to catch up on. So uh, we're not quite... Hold on a second now. 
Uh-oh. I have to get you back. Hold on. Here we are. Um, it's not quite time for the break. It's soon. But I'm going to begin to take your calls and emails right now. And um, this is a wonderful time to call in. And the break time is a great time to call in. And um, everything I take in the order in which it comes in. But if you call, I'll take you first because you're waiting on the line. Um, the toll-free number to call or text is one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three, or um, email at mother at the station of the cross dot com. Now I we had uh, three days last week that I was uh, sick, and so um, we had to run reruns. And so you've got a lot of emails from that are a week or more old. Let me get try to get to them. We have an email by someone who writes in anonymously. <clears throat> and says, my friend and I are invited to a Catholic wedding. Oh, dear. You see? There's the break. Okay. We'll continue with this email as soon as we come back. Feel free, beloved. Again, call in toll-free with anything on your heart. It does not need to be what we're speaking about. It's the matter of your heart. Toll-free, 1-877-511-5483. Text at that number as well or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com, and we'll be right back. Don't go away. If you find it difficult to pray the rosary on your own, let iCatholic Radio help. We offer podcasts of each Mystery of the Most Holy Rosary through instant streaming on your iCatholic Radio app and as downloads at iCatholicRadio.com. Pray with us today by visiting the podcast section of iCatholic Radio or online at iCatholicRadio.com. Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is in a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. This is Father Jacek Mazer. Please join me in a prayer to St. John of the Cross. Glorious St. John, overflowing with love for Mary and for the cross of her divine Son, obtain for me an unwavering faith and a love of the cross so deep and so valiant that no possible misfortune will ever be able to separate me from the love of my God. Amen.
Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. And we are here to take your calls and your texts and your emails. I'll give out that um, toll-free number one more time. It's one 511 5483 And we would love to hear from you with anything on your heart. I'm going to take an email. <clears throat> we just started it before the break. It's from someone who writes in anonymously and says, My friend and I are invited to a Catholic wedding. The bride and groom go to a an SSPX, that's the Society of St. Pius X Church. <clears throat> the marriage will likely be officiated by SSPX priests. My friend is concerned that the marriage will be invalid because the SSPX is a schismatic group and is not in communion with the church. She says that if she finds out that the marriage is invalid, she will not go. She says there is no point to go if the wedding is invalid. I do not understand the the invalidity issue, and I think she is alienating her friends if she does not go. What should I tell her so that she can see that going to the wedding is an act of love for her friends? regardless of the status of the officiating ceremony, status of the SSPX. And it is a chance for us both to have a fun time together and build relationships. I'm concerned that she is isolating herself with her dogmatic approach to Catholicism. Well, let me tell you, dear one, she has a right approach to Catholicism. If it's dogmatic, dogma is simply the, the, the truths of the faith. And she's 100% right. The SSPX is not in communion with the church, and their marriages will not be valid. Now, if you, that's the present standing. It's not my opinion. Nothing to, it's the present standing of canon, canon law of the church. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, if you uh, want to commit an act of love, how do you how do you love someone by going to a marriage that is not valid and those two people are going to be intimate together after that marriage and live together as if they're married and they'll be living in sin because it's outside the church and uh, it will not be a valid marriage. And so I know a lot of people are shocked by this, but that is the standing of the church. You don't love someone when you affirm something that is in fact not true. Um, the, um, and this person who writes in says, the only evidence I can see that SSPX is allowed to witness marriages is from Wikipedia. Now, Wikipedia is neither Catholic nor infallible. So, yeah, but this is the quote she writes, the Holy, or he, the Holy See extended on November 20th, 2016, permanent canonical recognition to confessions heard by the Society of St. Pius X priests. And later on, April 4th, 2017, also allowed local ordinaries to grant delegation to priests of the Society for Official Witnessing uh, Marriages. Those are two different things. And um, 
uh, one was temporary. But here's the point I'm going to go to in canon law. Um, I looked this up um, during the break, and I'm going to read it to you. This is from, uh, this is very reliable. It's called, it's the website canonlawmadeeasy.com, Catholic, canonlawmadeeasy.com. And the uh, title of this is Are SSPX Sacraments Valid? And it's the second part of this article that uh, I'm going to read just two paragraphs from. It's lengthy, but I won't read the whole thing. But on marriage, um, Catholics are required to observe canonical form when they married. As Canon uh, 1108 states clearly, for validity, a marriage must be celebrated. Now, this is the important part. In the presence of two witnesses and also the local bishop, the pastor of the parish or another priest or deacon delegated by either of them. In short, the cleric who officiates at a marriage involving at least one Catholic does not merely need to be ordained. He must be either the bishop or the pastor of the parish or have delegation from one of them. If he does not, the marriage is invalid. And he further down it says, how do SSPX priests fit into this equation? Put simply, they do not. The SSPX have erected their own, um, oh, well, I better read the paragraph before. Uh, It's important. This is why, for example, when a couple tells the pastor that they really like their wedding to be celebrated by the bride-to-be's uncle, who is a priest in another diocese, the pastor must delegate that priest uncle the authority to do this. While most engaged Catholics have no idea how serious the need for this delegation uh, really is, priests do. They understand the significance of the territorial boundaries of the parish where they reside or the case of visiting priests where they want to celebrate the wedding and the need to obtain delegation. The validity of the marriage depends on that. This is crucial. So SSPX don't fit into this, do not, uh, those priests, because the SSPX have erected their own churches in countries all over the world, but they are not parish churches. Um, This is something that we don't know, and I, I, I know I'm taking time from other callers on this, but let me just read this. Two short paragraphs left to this point. It's so important, and so many people do not know this. I did not know it. Um, I, I personally am terribly drawn, awfully drawn to the SSPX because I love, um, I love authenticity. I love uh, right teaching. I love an uncompromising. Tr- I love all that. But if you're, it's not authentic if it's out. If it's not in communion with the church. And that's a heartbreak, but we need to stay with the church. Um, <clears throat> the SSPX have erected their own churches in countries all over the world, but they are not parish churches. Um, every inch of the populated world has been divided up by the Catholic Church into dioceses or canonically equivalent entities, and these in turn are split into parishes with precise boundaries. Thus, 
when the SSPX buys a plot, I'm going to just take a minute and keep reading this. Thus, when the SSPX buys a plot of land and builds their own church on it, it necessarily is located within the territorial boundaries of an already existing parish. They may put a sign out front saying St. Andrew's Roman Catholic Church or such like, but canonically it is not a parish church which can only be constituted by the diocesan bishop. It follows logically that the SSPS priest who maintains such a church is not the pastor of the territorial parish and thus he has no authority to celebrate weddings as per canon law 1108 mentioned above. Beloved, we'll continue after the break. We stand at a crossroads in history. We can stand up for life, family, and a Christian culture, or we can stand idly by while the fabric of society becomes fundamentally anti-life, anti-family, and anti-Christian, slowly leading to its own demise. LifeSite News is the leading defender of life, family, and Christian culture. Through our news reporting, we seek to educate readers with information and zeal. They need to fight the most crucial battles of our day, and we need your help to continue that mission. You can support LifeSite News by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Another way to support LifeSite is to prayerfully consider becoming a Sustained Life monthly donor to help us continue to save lives in the culture. To donate, visit give.lifesitenews.com forward slash sustained life. Our staff of over 40 and millions of future generations, thank you for helping to save the culture. If you're new to iCatholic Radio, welcome to the free mobile app of the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network. It's available for download to your Android and Apple mobile devices. If you have any questions about your new app, please contact us at thestationofthecross.com or 1-877-888-6279. That's thestationofthecross.com or 1-877-888-6279. Through your new app, you can listen to podcasts of shows, conference talks, and prayers. View our programming grid, call us directly, and check out our mobile website. You can even learn how you can promote iCatholic Radio in your community, connect with us through social media, and financially support the programming you love. That's all available on your iCatholic Radio mobile app. Thank you for joining our iCatholic Radio family, proclaiming the fullness of truth with clarity and charity. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back to Mother Miriam Live, beloved. And we are... um, uh, we have um, been reading, uh, someone has asked the question, uh, we're still actually on that first email of uh, someone who um, is questioning whether an SSPX marriage is valid, and um, the answer is no. Um, and it is, as we've been reading, um, 
I'm sorry, let me go back here. If a Catholic marries in a ceremony conducted by, this is canon law made easy, uh, dot com, consequently, if a Catholic marriage in a ceremony conducted by an SSPX priest, the marriage is invalid. Uh, for lack of canonical form, the SSPX priest is presumably a validly ordained cleric, but for the validity of a Catholic marriage, ordination is not sufficient. As we just read, um, uh, it needs to be a parish church and a, an actual parish church under the bishop of a parish. And um, an SSPX priest is not under the bishop uh, of that diocese. And so for that reason, the, valid, the, church, the, the marriage cannot be valid. And so it is not loving to support... Uh, SS, SSPX, I want to tell you, if the SSPX, uh, the Society of St. Pius X, were reconciled with the Church, and the Church reconciled with it, but it's the other way around, the reconciled with the Church, um, and I would, I'd be there in a moment. Uh, perhaps, it depends. It depends upon where I am and what other churches are available. But... Um, so your friend is right to not, it's not an act of love to go to attend a wedding of a friend who is being married by an SSPX priest because her marriage will not be valid. You will not be helping her at all. Um, Shannon, we have on the line from Lynn, Massachusetts. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Mother Miriam. How Hi, are you? Dear. Oh, I'm terrific. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Um, I'm actually really happy that you took my call today. We've spoken in the past, and it's kind of relevant to what you're actually just talking about right now. Um, I really respect your traditional views on Catholicism and staying true to the doctrine. Good. um, I had spoken to you before about how my husband and I were going to be going to a traditional Roman Catholic church locally. Yes. Um, And you had said that if we go outside of the Novus Ordem, that we would be in schism. No, 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 no. Never would I say that. The Novus Ordo, no, no, there's a misunderstanding. Novus Ordo, O-R-D-O, are words for the new order. That's what it means, following Vatican II. You'd never be in schism if you go to a Tridentine or Latin Mass that existed for 1,500 years before the Novus Ordo, before Vatican II, absolutely not. You're in schism in SSP... You're in schism if you go to an SSPX, Society of St. Pius X, but you can go to any Latin parish. We do. We go to a fraternity of... um, uh, Society of St. Peter, FSSP, uh, but there are... There's the... uh, the Institute of Christ, the King's Sovereign Priest, many Latin parishes that are wonderful. Oh, because um, I was under the impression that, because um, this is the Dominican rite that we're going to. That's fine. So, oh my goodness, that's great, because yeah. I was going to say, like, you know, with everything that changed in Vatican II, I know. how are the regular churches not considered to be in schism? That was my question. Uh, how but are I the... Want, yeah. No, well, okay, we won't go there, but no, no, no. The, the Dominican rite is fine. Uh-huh. Oh, great, great. Thank you. 
So, in fact, let me let me just mention here. Um, you gave me the opportunity that um, uh, I the Sacred Liturgy Conference. I should really uh, mention this because there will be a priest there of the Dominican Rite um, celebrating Mass, and I'll be there. In fact, I'm going to be speaking there. Um, oh, great! Let me just see if I can um, 2020. Let me just bring this up for you, and and then I can just. Uh, let folks know um, it's going to be June. Um, I'm just I'm just getting my okay. The Sacred Liturgy Conference, um, and the theme is going to be Incarnation in the Eucharist. This is all Latin. This is beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, and I'm going to be speaking on the Incarnation in our Blessed Mother, but the the priests there. Uh, cardinals, priests, bishops, beautiful, magnificent conference. So it's Sacred Liturgy Conference. I'll just say this for everyone. The theme is Incarnation in the Eucharist. It's in Spokane, Washington. The dates are June 9th through 12th this year, 2020. And um, it does fill up. It is magnificent, and it does fill up. So let me give everyone the, the uh, website for it. You can go there, and you can register. Um, and it's sacred, one word, sacredliturgyconference.org. Sacredliturgyconference.org. Um, and I'm, I'm taking time with this, because you gave me the opportunity, and I want to tell you who is there from the Dominican Rite. Um, yes, Yes, hold on. Here he is. Um, a Reverend Gabriel Mosher, M-O-S-H-E-R. Reverend Gabriel Mosher, uh, O-P. Um, uh, he entered the Dominican Order of Preachers in 2007. Um, let me just finish reading this. He made his first vows a year later, was ordained to the priesthood in 2015, um, in addition to his duties as parochial vicar of Holy Rosary Parish in Portland, Oregon. He's the director of Parish RCIA, a member of the board of directors of Mater Dei Radio, and chaplain for the local Knights of Columbus. He's been there for the, the last couple of years that I've been at the conference. He's very good, and one of the masses celebrated at that uh, fully orthodox, holy, sacred little conference is by him in the Dominican Great. Rite. So, absolutely. Okay, so oh, we took wonderful. time for that, but I think it was important. Great. I just also was wondering, if, uh, so I just wanted to thank you for really moving me to homeschool my children. Yes. A lot oh, of, good. A lot of, yeah, mm-hmm. you have really pushed me in that direction, and I prayed about it, and, and coincidentally, I've turned on your show a couple different times when you were just starting to talk about it, and I'm, I'm scared. Um, but I understand. But I am going to do it, but I was wondering, um, I was wondering if you could give me the resources again on the homeschool curriculum that you had previously talked about? Well, um, Shannon, I don't recall what I previously talked about. Um, I will give you um, three that I have in front of me. Um, okay. And one is uh, the mother of God, Laura Burquist, B-E-R-Q-U-I-S-T, Laura Burquist, mother of God. A second okay. one is, um, oh no, wait. This is not what I was looking for. Hold on. Seton Homeschool Program in Front Royal is good. Maximilian Kolbe. Um, but there's others that I wanted. Um, 
to say, to give you. Let me just see if I can find them quickly for you. Um, here's one, just a second. Let me just see. Um, I've had a friend um, do research with her entire homeschooling community, and there's at least a dozen women. She sent out a questionnaire who've contributed to this of the top mm-hmm. homeschooling. And the the two that looks like they came on top was Our Lady of Victory. Okay. Number one, and St. Augustine Academy Press, number two. So um, uh, two sources came to mind. St. Augustine, no, Augustine Academy Press. I'm wrong. St. Augustine Academy Press is an outstanding resource for books, but they don't have a homeschooling program. But Our Lady of Victory does. And um, I have promised, I'm still looking, I won't be able to give you more than that on this program, but... um, Thank you. Oh, sure. You're welcome, Shannon. I have told everyone, so I have to keep my word, that the next uh, newsletter we do, uh, put out past the Christmas newsletter, which had the unplanned DVD uh, in it... um, will be on homeschooling. I haven't even started that, and it probably will be an Easter newsletter, but I will follow through and keep my word and make the entire newsletter a homeschooling one. So that'll be our next newsletter, and it'll probably be out in, I don't know, within two months. I can't I can't promise. Um, and anyone... Yes, and anybody who... You're welcome, Shannon. Anyone who uh, you're giving up me opportunity to help so many others who have asked these questions, Shannon, you're a dear. Um, anyone who's not yet on our mailing list to get our newsletter um, and, and you're interested in that uh, particular homeschooling uh, issue uh, to give to your children, your grandchildren, yourself, whoever, um, uh, you can go to our website at www.motherofisraelshope.org, www.motherofisraelshope.org, and um, just click on newsletters, and right up top you could sign up. And you can get our newsletter email only, snail mail only, or both. It, it doesn't matter. The snail mail is better because... We often include things like DVDs, uh, CDs, holy cards. Normally we include something in the newsletter, which you're not going to get if it's email only, but it's utterly your choice. And um, so anyone can do that. And if you do it, you'll get the next issue because you've got some time. Um, Mother. Uh, yes, dear. Um, in your... Uh, in your your handout there will there be like um resources for co-op where we can maybe access local um other homeschooling parents that meet routinely oh i think that's a fantastic idea shannon i don't know that i'll be able to list the resources because that would take a survey of the whole country and individual communities so i don't think i can even approach that but i can certainly include the information that people should okay, well, check that I out. Hear about that. Yeah, I heard about the, that there are some co-ops. So if anybody's interested in homeschooling, then I don't know. I'm, I haven't Googled it yet or anything, but I mean, I was planning on doing that to find, you know, I know a lot of the parishioners at uh, my, my traditional church in Lawrence, Massachusetts. Yes. Um, they all do a lot of homeschooling as well as, um, they follow a homeschool curriculum at the at the church school that you know Good. that they run. 
Um, excellent, but, excellent. Yeah. You know, some Catholic schools have gotten Elizabeth Ann Seton or homeschooling curric- curriculum. It's a wonderful thing to do, even to teach in Catholic schools. Um, they're fantastic. Um, and, and, I, and I want to encourage, based on Shannon's uh, words here, everybody, if you're homeschooling, try to look for a co-op or form one, because it could be that, you know, someone says, I can't even touch math, I can't even touch science, but right. another home, go ahead, right, go ahead, Shannon. Oh, no, I was just affirming what you were saying, because yeah. we all have strengths and, you know, Yep. and downfalls. And so I, you know, it's, it's kind of scary to think that you're going to be responsible for your child's education. I mean, especially yeah. if that's not the field that you're educated in. Perfect. I, it's one of the I reasons people think, don't homeschool Shannon, because they're afraid well, for that very reason. I want to encourage everybody if I can, by saying that your children need you personally and to be home by you and schooled by you more than they need you to be the best teacher in the world and give them the best information. You must trust that. Your children will be formed through your love, through your time with them, through your willingness to do this. And again, if you can come together with other parents and the children together, they have that you know, socialization part as well, but one parent can teach uh, science to the whole group, another can handle recreation. It's a fantastic thing. Right, and I think that it really makes for more structure too, which is what I was concerned about, because I feel like children are more apt to listen to someone that's not their parent sometimes. Sure. So I think that it's really good in that respect. So I like the idea of forming a co-op, and, you know, because it's not, so mainstream now so it would be nice if it were more mainstream i feel Mm -hmm. like it's so needed in this day and age it is you know like you said you're throwing your kids to the wolves if you put them in the public school yeah that's right that's right shannon oh you're a dream this morning for calling in with all that that's exactly what we want to do so i'm going to put it all together as much as we can for our next newsletter shannon but don't worry about it don't doubt yourself your children need you to homeschool them no matter what resources you can get and um, victory and whatever the other homeschooling they have tremendous sources and the individual programs might know of co-ops Okay, God bless all of you, and we'll speak with you tomorrow.